Welcome to Radically Well. We're your hosts, Julia and Morgan. We're here to talk about all things longevity, anti-diet culture, and social issues that impact health beyond the gym. I'm Morgan. I'm a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and dog mom, and someone who is absolutely obsessed with helping people find simple and sustainable ways to reach their nutrition goals and eat food that they love. I'm Julia, CrossFit Level 1 coach, certified personal trainer, and active life professional candidate. I'm super passionate about strength training and all things bone density. We created our business, Matriarch Health and Fitness, to connect with people on a deeper level, have tough conversations, and help people crush their goals for the long term. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Radically Well. This week, we are talking about macros. So what the fuck are macros? (laughs) Morgan's going to give us a macronutrient overview, some important things to know, and break it all down for you and learn a little bit more about what exactly are macros because we hear it floating around often, especially in the fitness space on Instagram, social media. Oh, are you tracking your macros? If it fits your macros, all those things. Oh yeah. You've probably heard it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I will hand it off to you. Yeah, for sure. Just one thing on that is I find it really interesting a lot of the time is because it is always floating around on the internet and there's so much stuff out there like macro-friendly meals, macro this, macro that when I start working with clients, they're actually often like afraid to ask what it is because they feel like they should know. Mm-hmm. But it's okay if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. We're going to go over all the things and hopefully give you a better understanding of what a macronutrient is and how you can apply it to your nutrition or give you some things to think about basically. Yeah. Go back to the basics here. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So to give you the overview of what a macronutrient is, I think it's helpful to say that we have both macronutrients and micronutrients, and we're going to talk about micronutrients in more depth in another episode. But so the macronutrients are the things that we need in large quantities. So they're the macro things. So these are the things, the food that provide energy. They provide calories for us, whereas micronutrients do not provide calories or energy. So our macronutrients, our main three are protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And they are called our energy yielding nutrients. There are a couple other ones that are sometimes often considered macronutrients, and those are water. Although water does not provide calories, it's still something that you need in a larger quantity. So sometimes it is considered a macronutrient. And then the other one is alcohol. So you don't necessarily need this in large quantities. <laughs> we just consume it in larger quantities <laughs> exactly. sometimes. So it does provide calories and is sometimes consumed in large quantities. So it is sometimes considered a macronutrient as well. Where would you classify fiber? It is considered a part of a carbohydrate. So it's okay. under the category of carbs. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So it is sometimes singled out. If you look at some of the literature, it 
is sometimes considered as its own macronutrient, but fiber in itself doesn't actually provide calories. It's absorbed through the body, through the digestive tract. So it's just a component of like carbohydrates. Thank you for clarifying that. No props. So the ones we're going to talk about today are the three essential ones for obtaining energy or obtaining calories in our diet, which are our protein, carbs, and fat. Yeah. Those uh, are our macros. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love that. I also, it's it's good to know. I'm glad that you like broke that down really well because it's sometimes too, I think that m- the word macro is has become like a bit of a buzzword, but if we just bring it back to the basics of biology, it's very important for body structure and systems and how we function. So it's not just something that you need because you exercise. <laughs> Right. Or like that you have to track. Exactly. That's what I think people associate it with a lot of the time is, oh, I have to track my macros. So I don't want to track my macros. So I'm not going to think about what a macro is. What it is. Yeah. And it's good to just know because I'm sure and it's probably sometimes, don't get me wrong, social media is great for learning things, but it also sometimes it's just not so great. But it's super important to be able to identify what is a protein, what is a carbohydrate when you're eating it. And like Morgan said, you don't have to necessarily track it, but to know the difference, to know that peanut butter, it's always an example that we use, Ugh, is the damn peanut butter is not a protein source. It's a fat source for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it has all the macros, but yeah, it's not fat. primarily a protein source. <laughs> exactly. So don't use it as just your main thing. So it, the, the, I think that's why it's just really important to know what exactly like our macronutrients are just for our basic day-to-day life. Definitely. Yeah. And to also break them down, very, we're going to do it in a very simple way today. But something I often learn with when working with clients is that they don't know what category certain things fall into, like you were saying with the peanut butter. So a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I don't know like what a vegetable is, like what category does that fall under? And a lot of people don't understand that vegetables and fruits are actually also carbohydrates and not just like grains and bread and rice that Mm. people typically think of as like their regular carb sources. Yeah. So this will hopefully be helpful just to give you a better or deeper understanding of what your food is made up of and how to get enough of it and all that. Yeah. And I'm sure you will chat about this too when we do the episode on micronutrients, but just because our fruit and our vegetables and that is a carbohydrate, they also contain a lot of vital micronutrients too. Yeah, definitely. All of our food, or not, I shouldn't say all of it, but a lot of our food does contain micronutrients, not just fruits and veggies, but yeah, yeah, we're going to have a whole episode about that. And that's going to be a fun one too. Yeah. Okay. Some other, is there any other important things that we should know before we jump into the three main ones? Yeah. So just to summarize what we were talking about, the important things to know about macronutrients are they are what make up our food. So our food is all made up of different ratios of different macronutrients. Some fall more into other categories than others, which we'll dive deeper into, but they are what make up our food, what give us energy, give us food, give us calories, and are completely essential for us to have on a daily basis to survive. (laughs) So we need them. We can track them. We can track them in food apps. We can just 
roughly pay attention to what our intake is and where our food is coming from the different categories. And another important part is that the amount needed will vary depending on the person. And it'll vary depending on a lot of different factors, such as your age, your height, your weight, your activity level, the type of activities that you're doing, the duration, all that. So there's lots of different ways you can go about distributing your macros or your macronutrients throughout the day. But yeah, it will definitely vary. And it's important to maybe work with a coach if you're wanting to get more specific with it. But just aiming to get a general like balance of all three of them is a good place to start. Amazing. So let's jump right into protein. Oh yeah. We love protein. Mm. Probably heard us talk about protein before, maybe Mm -hmm. once or twice. So protein is a very important macronutrient. They all are, but to break it down, protein is made up of amino acids. So amino acids are like the building blocks of our protein and they are essential to our health. Protein or amino acids are literally in every cell of our body. So we need it. (laughs) So there are some amino acids that are essential, meaning we need to get them from our diet. And there are some amino acids that are non-essential, which means that we do make them in our body. But there's nine amino acids that are essential that we have to get from our diet. And different proteins are made up of different amino acids. So it's good to get a variety of different types of protein. Meat-based ones or dairy-based ones have what's called a complete amino acid profile. So that means that they do contain all of the essential amino acids within it, whereas plant-based sources or most plant-based sources only have a partial amino acid profile. So you often have to combine different amino acids or different types of plant-based protein sources in order to get all of the essential amino acids that you need to maintain optimal function of your body, your physiological health. That's getting a little sciencey, but hopefully that gives a good overview of it. And then some of the important things that we need protein for are assisting our immune system, wound healing, building muscle, of course, which is like the pretty obvious one for most people. And then collagen is also a type of protein and that's what our connective tissue is made of. So like our skin, our hair, our nails, all that stuff. So we need we need to get it. We need to get all sorts of protein. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just for building muscle. <laughs> no, it's not. We all need it. Yeah. And so even, I, I don't want to speak just to women on this, but it's just so common. Like we've said in past episodes about women having this fear around getting bulky or gaining too much muscle and being afraid to eat protein because of that. But hopefully this is a good reminder that you need protein for many other reasons than just getting jacked. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Can you give us maybe three or four examples of a protein source? Definitely. Yeah. So there are, of course, meat-based proteins, poultry, beef, eggs are a source of protein. Oh my gosh, there's so many. There's beans, lentils. Those are great plant-based sources of protein. Soy, so tofu products. Those are all sources of protein. Peanut butter has some protein in it, but it's not what its main macronutrient is. So for all of you out there, like we were saying before, that think peanut butter is a high source of protein, it is not. It would be like a secondary way of getting a little bit extra protein into your diet. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's those are some main examples. There's many others, but those would be like the most commonly consumed ones. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to carbohydrates. Yes. We love carbs. Love carbs. As we've said before. So Carbs are our body's preferred source of energy. It's what we use to fuel our body for our training for the most part, unless you're in ketosis or you're doing some other very specific protocol for your intake. But yeah, it is our preferred source of energy. There's two main types of carbs. So we have our simple and our complex carbohydrates. And the simple ones are the really like quickly digested versions of carbs. They don't have a lot of fiber in them. They're more the processed foods, high sugar content foods, things like that. Whereas the complex carbs are ones that are going to take a little bit longer or a lot longer for our body to digest. So they're going to, they're going to leave us feeling fuller for longer, give us our fiber, which is going to support our digestion. Mm. And, um, the difference between the two, or I guess I already gave some examples of the simple processed ones like sugars and highly processed options, but complex carbs could be things like our sweet potatoes, our starches, our whole grains. Um, so the difference lentils. between like the sprouted bread for complex carbs as opposed mm-hmm. to white bread for more of a simple carb source? Yeah, exactly. And even like white rice versus brown rice, like they're fairly comparable, but white rice is digested a lot faster. It is considered a simple carb, whereas brown rice that has a little bit more protein and fiber is considered more of a complex carb source. So just like small differences between the two beans and lentils and a lot of plant-based protein sources are also considered complex carbs because they do have carbs and fiber in them as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but quick question. Are you team white rice or brown rice? (laughs) I prefer eating white rice. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like most people, I think. Brown rice is a little more like chewy, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what I'm having it with though also. Yeah. But mostly I would say team white rice. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So don't think that we are bashing any sort of simple carb sources here because we love them too. If you're going to have a bunch of white rice, like maybe pair it with some slower digesting carbs, like a bunch of like veggies and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure for the most part, if you do some meal prep in that, oftentimes you'll have your protein and some veggies and Mm -hmm. maybe some white rice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And as we touched on earlier in the episode, carbs aren't just like our grains and everything. Fruit is considered a carb vegetables are considered a carb. Uh, so it's important to note that as well, that they are, they both fall under that category and would be more towards that like complex carb source. So a lot of people are like afraid to eat fruit or think that fruit is like super high in sugar and bad for you, but it's also pretty high in fiber depending on the fruit and has a huge amount of like our high water content. So it's actually absorbed a lot slower based on those reasons, than just like a regular simple carbohydrate. So fruit would still fall in the category of more of a complex carb and definitely your vegetables because they also contain a lot more fiber. And of course, as we said before, lots of our micronutrients. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So last one, I guess, almost last one. (laughs) 
last one of the main three, yeah. uh, we have fats. Yes, we have fats, which are also necessary for so many reasons. And I think that the idea, ideology around fats is starting to shift. And there's so much more of that keto stuff out there and everything. And people are realizing more and more that fats are important and we do need them. And thank God that low fat craze is in the past. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we need fats for things such as the structural component of our cells or our cell membranes. So like that safety structural thing that keeps our cells exactly how we need them to be. It is also supportive for our immune system, helps to regulate body temperature, assists in production of hormones. So we definitely need it for all of those lovely hormones that we need all the time at every minute of every day because we're always (laughs) doing something. And then also helping with vitamin and mineral absorption. So we have our fat-soluble vitamins. So we'll talk more about that in the micronutrient episode, but just important to note that there's certain vitamins that we need to almost be consuming with fat sources in order for them to be absorbed a little bit better. So that's like the overview of fats. The main sources would be things like our oils. So we have our olive oil, avocado oil, all the oils. There's so many coconut oil. (laughs) I guess going back to what we said earlier, nuts like nut butters. Yep. Nut butters. Nuts in general. (laughs) Yeah. In general. Exactly. Avocados are a source of healthy fats. They're also a source of carbs though, not just fats. A lot of people don't realize that. Avocado is technically a fruit. Did you know that? I think I did because of the pit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's a source of fat, but it's also a source of carbs. So it's kind of like a combo macro. What are some other ones? We got our nuts or seeds or oils. You get healthy fats from things like fish, getting your omega-3s, black mm. seeds. That's a great source as well. Oh my gosh. I guess too, of- like some protein sources, less lean protein sources. You're yes. Getting some fats there. Yeah, exactly. Less lean protein sources. So those fattier cuts of meat are going to have fat in them as well. Chicken thighs. Uh, Pardon? I said chicken thighs. Chicken thighs, ground beef. If you're not getting like lean or extra lean, fattier cuts of steak, pork, things like that. all have uh, some fat in them. And Oh, it's okay to have that in moderation. I know a lot of people say, Oh, I have to avoid meat because of the saturated fats, which yes, Mm. there's some truth to that, of course. But in moderation, totally fine to be consuming. Yeah. And I think I I don't think I mentioned this yet too, but we also need fat for digestion. So for our fiber and for smooth digestion, for things to pass through our digestive system well, we need both water and fat because it like lubricates things and helps it pass through easier. So it's important for that as well. So yeah, I think that kind of like sums up what we'll talk about with fat today. Did you have anything else to add for that? No, I think that's great. So the last one that you had mentioned at the beginning, one that you would consider a macronutrient because we need it in larger quantities is water. So did you want to dive into that one? Sure. Yeah. We'll just briefly touch on this because we'll do a whole episode on hydration probably as we get closer to summer, I think would be helpful. But as we said before, sometimes it's considered a macronutrient because we need large quantities of it, but it does not provide calories or energy in that sense. 
but it is necessary for survival. We want to make sure we're getting enough water. And as a general rule of thumb, if you're like unsure of how much you should be drinking, you could consider that half your body weight in ounces per day as a starting starting point or a minimum amount tap. So if you're 200 pounds, you're aiming for approximately 100 ounces of water per day. I'm not exactly sure what the liter conversion would be on that, but you could easily do a conversion online specific to what you need. And then for any you know, high strenuous exercise you're doing, or if it's summer and you're outside and it's really hot and you're sweating more, or you're drinking lots of things like coffee that are diuretics, it would be good to include more water. So aiming Mm -hmm. to have a minimum of an extra 250 milliliters or eight ounces approximately per hour of that strenuous high sweat stuff that you're doing. Amazing. Okay. So last thing I wanted to ask you, and I think that we'll touch on is, as we mentioned earlier, the whole tracking your macros, or when you look up recipes and it's like macro-friendly recipes, what exactly does that mean? So the whole like macro-friendly recipe thing has baffled me for a long time, to be honest, because what does that really mean? <laughs> like that it's macro-friendly? How- Aren't they all macro-friendly? Yeah. I was like, they all have macros. They're all food. (laughs) They're all food. They all have macros. So I think it's like you were saying, it's like just one of those buzzword things that people use to promote their recipes and stuff to people that are tracking their macros. But my kind of interpretation of what a macro-friendly recipe is that it's more of a well-balanced meal so that it actually Uh. does include like a balance of the three macronutrients. So typically that means it's going to have around 30% protein, 40% carbs, 30% fat, and not just be like a pasta dish with olive oil. It's just like really high in carbs and fat. It has some protein source added to it. So it's more of a balanced health conscious whole food type meal. Yeah. Yeah. Is how I would interpret that. But yeah, the whole macro friendly thing, it just, it bothers me to be honest. Yeah. And then finally, with tracking our macros, what is maybe tips, advice? Like what exactly is that? Yeah. So tracking your macros just means that you're essentially tracking how much food you're consuming in a day. If you're working with a coach or you can use those online calculators that will estimate like how much of each macronutrient you should have on a daily basis. So you can be tracking at like specific grams of each thing or specific percentages and by thing each macronutrient. So oftentimes a coach will say, okay, I want you to be eating 135 grams of protein. 175 grams of carbs and 70 grams of fat or whatever. And those will equal up to a total calorie amount for the day. So instead of just tracking your food and just tracking how many calories you're consuming, you're paying attention to how much of each of the macronutrients you're getting as well. Depending on how specific you want to get with it, you can specifically track all three or what I often do with people that do want to track their food is start with just tracking how much protein they're eating and maybe also paying attention to their total calorie intake and then having the room or the space to kind of like interchange their carb and fat percentages in a way that works for them unless they have very specific goals or 
health conditions that necessitate them having a specific amount of carbs. If they're doing like a high amount of training or running or high performance stuff, they're going to need a higher carb intake versus somebody that maybe has PCOS is going to need to be on more of a lower carb intake just based on the insulin sensitivity and stuff. So playing around with the distribution of your macros is like how you would track that, if that makes sense. And the distribution of all of them can vary depending on your specific needs. So if it feels overwhelming to track your food, I would just start by tracking it in some way, or if you're curious and want to, is just tracking your food and putting it into an app and seeing how much protein you're getting in a day. And that's a really good place to start. And then also maybe paying attention to the calorie amounts as long as you don't have any disordered eating past and stuff like that. In that case, it would probably be best to maybe not track your food or talk to somebody about it first. But yeah, that's the overview. Does that sort of answer. That was great. That was very okay. formative. Okay. Thank okay, you. Good. <laughs> Went on a bit of a tangent there. No, not at all. That was really good. Okay. Well, I think that if there, you don't have anything else to add, I think that kind of clues up our episode on what is macros. So going through what exactly are macronutrients, Morgan defined our protein, our carbohydrates, our fats, touched on some water, what it means to track your macros, what are macro-friendly meals, and then some tips on getting started on tracking your macros. So we will leave you with that today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat to you soon. All right. See you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to Radically Well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone you think would love to hear it too. You can also leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to help us reach more people who want to help us change the fitness industry one podcast at a time. You can reach us on Instagram at matriarch with a K or email us at hello at matriarch.ca anytime. Thanks for listening and living radically well.